In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 267 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always, the new PWI 500 number one ranked professional wrestler in the world today. I am Joe of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yes you are. What an accomplishment. Good for you buddy. Congrats. Yes, this is actually... Uh, a brand new magazine. I actually started it myself. I don't know what it means yet, but it's certainly not affiliated with Pro Re- uh, Wrestling Illustrated, as you may know. But trust me, this is a real thing that exists, and I was number one. So I forgot that thing existed, the, the PWI 500. And then people were talking this year about it. I noticed a little more. I don't, I'm sure they talk about it every year, but I felt this year, for some reason, I saw a lot of it come up on my feed. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, it's- this always day. out there, I'm always sure. out there, sure. and then and then you have the cavalcade of really wise cracking indie guys saying, "Oh, just you know, uh, they just didn't have enough paper because I would have been 501." <laughs> that old gag. Yeah, <laughs> I say they do a ladies one. That's good too. Finally, I think they what they do like it's not a women's 500. I don't think it's, it's like, a full 500. It's like 200 or something like that. I was gonna say it might be two. Yeah, something like that. That's cool. That's good. Mm, I didn't know. I didn't know magazines were still a thing like that for people to be like, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, yeah, like, the, why can't we just sus- subscribe digitally? Maybe they do. I don't even know. I'm talking shit. Maybe it is digital now. I don't know. But I mean, there's I no Barnes and Nobles where I walk by the magazine rack. Like, where is there a magazine rack? I I don't even know. Right, because like the supermarket, like even, they don't really got even that. Sports Illustrated, I I don't know what's on Sports Illustrated anymore. Like, if, yeah, I don't I don't really read it. I just read my blogs and whatever else that I, I I read a lot of the athletic, you know, for sports. But to even get a like Sports Illustrated used to be like waiting by the mailbox yeah. type shit. And ESPN the magazine when that first came out, that was good. It was all fucking huge. That big ass magazine. It was huge, so and the pictures big. were like super great. Like, yeah. Uh, so that was you used cool. To get that that Dan Patrick column that was all yes. over the place every every was it monthly? So that's awesome. But yeah, like nowadays, you used to go to the supermarket, you used to look at the National Enquirer. Ooh, what's the juicy yeah, yeah, gossip? Right. No, where's that? Uh, we- Weekly World News with yeah, Bat Boy. Bat Boy, how's Bat Boy doing, bro? I, you know, we should check in on Bat Boy. We should do a Bat Boy episode. It's gotta be like fifty years old with four kids by now, right? <laughs> Yo, do you think he has little little bat boys? Oh, that'd be adorable. Little bats are Is so he a cute. Batman now? He's got to be he... a Batman. I mean, unless at this point, being yeah. a bad boy makes you stay a bad boy. I don't know the, the dynamics. With everything, like, with all the reality television shows we have now, how did we not get a bat boy show? 
it's a good point. I think we need to uh, we need to get on that, Joe. We should get him on our network. Can we start a network and get a Bat Boy on it? Sure. We'll call it the we'll call it the Batman podcast. Everyone will subscribe and it'll just be <laughs> this guy talking about his life, his kids. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm uh, I'm Bat Boy. You may remember me from Weekly World News and uh today I took my kids to school and everything is great. I'll be reviewing the new I just can't wait, bro. Uh, but speaking of a podcast network that we don't have, Gomez, in the interim, you could follow us all over the social medias at Jomez. Remember to subscribe, leave a five-star review wherever you get this, and also check out the YouTubes, youtube.com slash Shoes, twitch.tv slash Shoes for all other kinds of content that we are creating, and you could always visit carjomez.com for some musings and blogs. And Gomez, we got some new content this week. I, I just put up a video this week. Oh, what you do? You do an unboxing? I had a very special new coffee creamer. Oh. And as I was about to dive into a cup of coffee, I said, you know what? I should just record this oh, I and didn't turn see. this into a little food review. I had, from International Delights, Buddy the Elf Frosted Sugar Cookie Creamer. I, I did see. I saw... There was a creamer, and it had, like, the elf logo kind of, like, silhouette thing, right? And I was like, oh, what the hell is that? So, sh- oh, that sounds good. There's two different ones. Mm. One is red. One is green. Yeah. I had the green one, which green is frosted one. sugar cookie. Okay. I, I want to say the other one was, like, um maybe, like, a peppermint thing. Probably, yeah. It makes sense. But the frosted sugar cookie, I feel like, just, you know, was calling out to of me. Of course. So, I was like, I'm going to have to try this. So, you want to watch that video? It's a nice quick video, not even a full five minutes up on YouTube. I highly suggest you check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure to like the video and even leave some comments about some of your favorite coffee creamers. Ooh. We could do a whole episode on coffee creamers. There's so many. There is so many. And I don't know if people follow me on Instagram at the Joe Shoes. Normally, whenever I try a new coffee creamer, I just kind of post a photo with a nice, brief, quick review. And I've been doing this for a while yes, now, you know, have. not to, not for really like anything else, just to amuse myself. Yeah. But this one, I was like, you know what? This would probably make a nice quick little video. So like I said, it's maybe four and a half minutes. It's me just having a good time and a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning. So go check that out. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. Mm. You had a busy week last week. What were you up to this week, Joe? Apparently... I wasn't as busy as you. Do we have travel music for you? Yes, we do. Yeah. Well, tell me where in the world is Joseph DeLeo. Yeah. I did some traveling this week, Joe. Mm. Did you go to Nassau County? <laughs> No, I try to stay out of there. Not that Suffolk County is any better. So uh, the wife, uh, Shiloh, uh, Kellyanne and Shiloh had to go to a baby shower this weekend in New Jersey. Because we live in the woods, getting to Jersey is not fun because it already takes us an hour just to get towards the bridge. Then we got to cross the bridge. It's just, it's not fun. So we usually try to leave maybe a day early try to do something the day before stay with family that i way, love what? i gotta stop you right what here happened? i i love 
that you have to travel a day in advance to get to New Jersey. Bro, it's a three-hour ride. So if something is on, like, at 12 o'clock, like, the baby shower was 1 o'clock on Sunday. So if we want to make that baby shower in time, we got to wake the fuck up and run out the house, basically. You know, we got to leave 9, 30, 10, the latest, just to get over. And we're not even going deep in Jersey. We're, we're going, like, 20, 30 minutes over the bridge. Like, it's right there. But it's just a disaster. Traveling in New York is a disaster. So I don't miss it. So uh, my wife has family all over Jersey. So Sunday was one side of the family. So she said, oh, hey, Saturday, let me see my sister. Let me see the other side. So I did some searching. And uh, my friends were going to a horror convention in Philadelphia. And I looked at the Google Maps. And it was an hour away from where we were going to be. So I said, you know what? You have some fun. I'm going to have some fun. So I dropped them off, hopped in the car, and I spent the day. You don't need to day. see her family. You've seen them before. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to see them later. I eventually do have to come back. So I I'll mean, see do them. you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <sighs> so I spent the day in Philly. Hmm, Philadelphia. Brotherly love. It was a nice Literally day. the worst <laughs> town in America. So I don't rank it the worst because I get some enjoyment out of it when I get to eat good stuff. So I can't put it on the bottom. But it's close, bro. It ain't it ain't a place I enjoy to frequent otherwise. If, exactly. So um, this was just a little outside of Philly. A couple uh, towns over. And uh, it's a horror convention. So... It's basically What was the name of the convention? Monster Mania was the name of the convention. They do okay. it all over town. They do it in I think they were in Chicago the week before. You know, they go all over. They do about 4 or 5 of them a year, I think. So, I've never been to a convention. I've been to Comic-Con in New York, and this is it's kind of like a Comic-Con. There's a whole bunch of booths where people are selling their art, selling toys, except it's just not, you know, there's no superheroes really. It's just all horror themed. See, I think at this point, kind of all conventions have kind of morphed into the same thing. Yes, that's what I mean. You kind of call them what you want based on what you're hoping becomes the theme. But really, at the end of the day, there's still going to be toys. There's still going to be comic books. There's still going to be the same overriding premise. 100%. Uh, There was probably like 10% superhero stuff. And then everything else was was horror related. And mashups of the superheroes and the horror. So, you know. So that's always fun to walk up and down and, you know, I love to buy lots of things. But once I start buying things, it's, it's not going to turn out well because I'll keep going. So I, I behaved myself. I didn't purchase anything. There were a few things, but nothing. If something really jumped out at me, I would have bought it because, you know, hello. So I looked at some pins. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some cool pins. They had some nice pins. Nothing crazy. Um, and then there were some celebrities there. They do meet and greets, photo ops. Was I there? No, sadly. I guess you missed the memo. I'll, I'll make sure you get there next year. Trust me. I should have been there doing photo ops and signing stuff. So the big the big main eventer for this Comic-Con, uh, Monster Man. That was going to be my next question. I'm really interested. Who At the at the horror convention, who's the main event? So they like were, Godzilla? There were two. There were two, actually. One was 
Tony Todd, very famous uh, actor, lots of things. Very famous. Tony he, Todd, the voice of Scareglow <laughs> on the new Masters of the Universe yeah, Revelation. Yes. He's most famous, probably known for most, as the original Candyman. So his thing was... Yeah, I would think so. He was doing uh, full Candyman makeup, full Candyman outfit. Oh, photo get out. Ops. So that's pretty cool. You know, so you got to meet him. You could just do that, or you could get a photo op in the full outfit. But shit like that's like a hundred dollars. Yep, it is. So it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But do I want to spend a hundred dollars on one picture? You know, it's crazy. And now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tony Todd, like, has had like a really nice career. But is it hundred dollar for a photo? Nice as Candyman, it kind of is. You know what I mean? Like that's like a because big like when deal. else? When else yes. are you gonna get that? Because obviously that was. You know what that reminds me of is when they did like. Uh, one of those uh, Conrad Thompson conventions, and he had Sting come out in like the USA face paint. Yeah, and jacket. See, that's awesome. Like, you kind of you're kind of committed to yes. having to spend the money at that point because, like, when else would you get that? And God knows, I'm sure the Sting photo was more than a hundred bucks. I'm oh, sure it was probably double at the I would think at it's minimum. Like Two hundred, yeah, hundred percent, definitely. But even when I met Skeletor at PowerCon. To, it was uh, $100 for a combo, uh, which was uh, a photo and an autograph. And then if you wanted, like, just one or the other, it was 80 bucks. Yes, yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. You know, and that and he wasn't dressed as Skeletor. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Imagine he walked Skeletor costume. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, then I pay, I'd probably pay the 200 like Sting. So I guess so. Tony Todd probably does a lot of these, but full costume—that's that's a rare thing. So I get it. The other main event was Christina Ricci was there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Uh, I did not see her because I believe, you know, she's a little famous. So I think she's like, uh, oh, my things at five o'clock. I'll get there at five o one. You know, one of those types. Like- is she still really famous? No, but... Or is it just that we're in the age group that grew up having crushes on her? So, like, we to us, she's still famous. We're in the age group, and I want to say, even though I, I've never been to a convention, I'm always looking, like, when a convention comes up, I'm always like, oh, wow, that's cool, look who's there, look who's here. So, I don't, I don't feel like I see her name pop up a lot. So, I think that's kind of a big deal to get her. I don't know what mm-hmm. she was signing exactly, if she was doing... Uh, Casper or fucking Adams fan, you know I don't know exactly what sign she was whatever doing. you want. That's that, that's the whole point of this. Yeah, <laughs> but you know if sometimes they have their eight by tens there that you can you know buy. Well, yeah, but like she's gonna go there with Wednesday Adams and Buffalo sixty six, all the things <laughs> she's known for. <laughs> Love it. Um, so you know, and there's tons of other people there. Um, Tom Arnold was there. <laughs> Oh, from the best damn sports show, period, on Fox. And, uh, like, a whole bunch of horror people. You know, the guy who played Michael Myers for 10 seconds and this thing and that thing. Yeah, yeah, You know, all those kind of things. Christine, the car, you know, that movie, that car was there. Woo! You know. Um, There were Cobra Kai people there. Hawk was there. And... The blo- oh, from the sh- from the show Cobra from the Kai. show Cobra Kai. Yes, there was a couple older people. I didn't really know who they- it wasn't anyone famous, but so I guess the big Cobra Kai people would be him, 
and the girl, the bad girl. I forgot her name. Peyton. Oh, Tori. Tori. I don't know what her real. I think her name yeah, is I don't Peyton know what her in real life. So yeah, Tori. She was there. Let me tell you, Hawk's line. There was like five kids. Uh, the girls' line. 20 people deep with uh, all horned up uh, older gentlemen. It was oh. something. <laughs> it was something. Uh. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Make it more obvious. <laughs> but it was cute. Uh, we went. I, I mean, I, I guess, like, you almost expect that, I, right? Exactly. No, 100%. She's a very beautiful girl. She's pretty. And I know these uh, creeps can't contain themselves. I mean, no one did anything. It's just hilarious to see that, you know. The kid's like, oh, the karate boy. And then the, the guy's like, oh, the hot young girl. <laughs> oh, the karate girl. <laughs> <laughs> so we went for, I went with a couple people. One of them is a big Halloween guy. And um, he's into, like, collecting all the Halloween stuff. So the original Michael Myers was, was there. So he, he wanted to go and get a photo op there. And okay. also uh, we all wanted to meet Joe Bob, Joe Bob Briggs. The drive-in movie guy. So absolutely, I I I think of him. Yes, as man who has made many guest appearances on episodes of Married with Children. <laughs> yes, so he was popular in the in the eighties. I grew up watching his show on TNT. He showed uh, weird ass horror movies. That's where a lot of my love of weird shit was because of him. He's been back recently on Shutter. Like I say, the best app on. Uh, on the market there. See, I, and it amazes me, and it, it kind of amazes me, because I never even heard of this guy until, like, I recognize him, like I said, from Mad With Children. I didn't realize he had this whole thing because I didn't grow up with cable. Yeah. So I was completely unaware of Joe Bob's drive-in thing. Yeah. So he can't, he, like, he's been off the air for 10, 15 years, like, just kind of yeah. chilling, doing his thing, and... He came back probably about five years ago. They did a, it was supposed to be a one-off special where they just did, a, he did like six movies, like an all-night uh, marathon thing. And uh, multiple times, Shudder was, <coughs> you couldn't even get on it. it. It basically broke the internet, this guy. And so they brought him back and now he does uh, specials every once in a while. And he does a, a season about 10 weeks where he, he does a double feature every night. So we grew up all loving him, so it's cool to I mean, to see I feel this. like I know about him now because his kind of tag team partner in this venture. Yes, Darcy the Male Girl. Someone I'm a very big fan of for her outside of this work. Yes. Well, well what's, uh, what's her name there? Uh, Diana Prince. Diana Prince, yes. Former porn star. I don't believe she does that anymore. And uh, she's always been a horror girl, and now she gets to... Uh, She's really the driving force. She kind of keeps Joe Bob on track because he's a rambling old man. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, he's old. And uh, everyone jokes because so he'll intro a movie for 20 minutes <laughs> and then they'll show the movie. Then he breaks in every every few. It would be like a commercial break, but he still does it even though there's no commercial breaks. And then he'll talk mm-hmm. for like 50 minutes. So you'll watch an 80-minute <laughs> movie. It'll take you three and a half hours to watch this movie. It's something else. <laughs> now, they do those live then? So they, They're like live streams? They do something? live streams, and I'm sure they have stuff in the can too. But yeah, they do live stuff. And uh, he's done... 
he did a thing in July where he did like a outdoor festival, three-day festival thing where he showed movies and people had short films, costume things. So like Joe Bob's like a whole big thing nowadays. It's pretty crazy to see. He's getting his flowers. I mean, I feel like he might be... He may be more popular than ever right now, right? I would say so, 100%. I mean, I mean, he he had a show for many years, but I don't know, you know, ratings, all that shit. But, you know, now, it, like, I don't want to say he's a household name, but at least he's around. His face is well, on And things. with the social media, yes. I think, has added a lot to just like anything in that in different kinds of niches. Yeah. The best thing about him, he... Uh, he loves his fans. He's always talking about his love for the fans. He charged, uh, cost us ten dollars to get a picture with him. So it was pretty get awesome. Out. Yeah, he signed something, and you get a free picture, or you could just get a picture for ten dollars. You could buy a shirt for ten. It's it's pretty awesome. So like that, he could he could have charged forty fifty bucks, and you probably would have been like, ah, okay, I hundred percent. I thought of because on the website it says something forty dollars, but then when we were online, the the lady like who was running the line was just like, "Oh, if you want something signed, it's ten dollars, and you could get a picture, no problem." And he's like, "Cause it was four of us, he's like, so we can all get in the picture, no problem." He's like, "Yeah, who cares? You paid, whatever. You do whatever you want with your picture." So it's like, wow. it's because I thought we were all gonna like chip in ten dollars or something. No, so it yeah, was, yeah, it was awesome. So like, his line was huge because I, I'm sure that helps. Who, who doesn't have $10? Like, oh, $10? Well, sure. And that's the thing. You go to a convention, sometimes you got to conserve money here and there, cut corners. Yes. You know, so may, maybe you don't want to spend a, a full $100 to meet Tony Todd as the Candyman, which is still great. But at the same time, it's like, oh, but I could spend 10 bucks to take a photo with Joe Bob Briggs. 100%. That's why when I was walking around looking at stuff, there was a couple things I liked. But I was like, well, I can't buy nothing yet because what if I turn the corner... And the most amazing thing I ever saw that I needed is there. So, but then I walked around, and then I didn't remember where the thing I saw was, because there was lots of places selling pins. And then it was like, eh, you know, I still had a well, good I'm time. Well, sure, I'm sure you got recognized for being the host of the world's greatest podcast. I'm sure, you know, it just became hard to even get through the crowd at some point. Yeah, I had to put my mask on. I was so cramped up and crowded. I was like, ah, oh, I need some space, people, please. Moving through the new metal kids. Uh, they had a costume contest because, you know, everyone cosplays. Obviously. I, I got to be honest, you know, I've seen better. I don't think anyone went all out, uh, you know. But there was one dude, he was in a Scooby-Doo outfit, but he made it look like he was turning into a werewolf. So he wore, like, uh, clothes that were ripped. He messed up the hair, made it look a little okay. dirty. Okay. It was really cool. Tell, it was that's creative. different. And there was a guy who was dressed like the Jason from Friday 13th 2 with the sack, potato sack on his face. And okay. as he walked by you, he had like a, some kind of music device. And the music, like if Jason was, was following you, it was, it was cool. I thought that was cute. So it was a good time. And then I had two cheesesteaks. And boy, what a great night. <laughs> now, where did you go for cheesesteaks? Because... I, you know, I haven't been to Philly in a while. I think the last time I actually was there was with you, and we actually hit a bunch of different ones. I know you do like to sample the local fare whenever you're in town. So did you go to different spots, or you just picked our favorite? What did you do? So the closest place was a Tony Luke's in the mall. There was a mall like 10 minutes there. 
but it was a Tony Luke's. So I'm like, Tony Luke's. It still gotta be good. It's the same ingredients, just cause it's the mall. It's just it the, wasn't, was it? No, it was delicious. I, I was, oh, okay. I was happy with it. I was like, it's gotta be the same. I went there and it was the same. The bread was soft and delicious. The meat was great. It was delicious. I loved it. Mm. I was gonna say because I've had it like an outside Tony Luke's before. I want to say in Atlantic City, maybe they had a Tony Luke's at the Tropicana. They did or have something. a Tony Luke's there. Yes, I remember that. We got all excited. And for whatever reason, I felt like it. You know, it just didn't. I get that. It didn't hit the same way. I get that. The closest a place. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure a Philadelphia person could have told me that there was a spot right by the convention center. You know, that's a hot spot. But any place that I knew or heard of was, you know, 20, 30 miles away. So it's basically, if you want a cheesesteak, this is what we're going to do, you know? Correct. So, and I wanted one. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the type of guy, I'm in Philly, I got to have a cheesesteak. I'm in Chicago, I got to have either deep dish or Italian beef. I got to have something. You know, even when I go into Queens, I'm like, you know, I should get a slice of pizza since I'm here and there's all these spots that I love. So if I'm in this place, I got to get it. It was delicious. I uh, bought one. You know, I bought one for later. You always got to buy one for later. You don't think about these things, but it's very important to always have that thing on you. Keep it on you at all times. No, I agree. Even last time I was in Queens... And uh, for the cap show, when I ordered from Cherry Valley, I made sure to get an extra sandwich because I'm like, I'm going to wake up at some point yes. and say, God, I wish I had more sandwich. A hundred percent. You're going to go, mm, man, that was a good ass sandwich. I wish I had more. <gasps> I do. And it's just the best. Oh, keep it in your glove box. Secret cheesesteak sandwich. Nothing better, bro. You pull it out. All your friends are envious. We went. Wait, wait, wait. Where did you keep it? Sometimes you keep it in the glove box or in the side console. You know, you got to keep it there. Secret. You don't want everyone so, to know unless it's time to know. <laughs> you know. So it, it's like the fuck around and the find out. Yeah, you keep that thing on you. When we went to the, the Danhausen <laughs> show, I had a secret steak quesadilla on me. We got hungry. In the glove box. We got hungry during the show. All you guys had was chips. It's the Knights of Columbus. I get it. I'm not expecting food or nothing, but, you know, I was hungry. I pulled out that steak quesadilla. It was a lifesaver, bro. You got to keep it on you. Unbelievable. <laughs> One time, our, our friends and I, I don't believe you were there because you don't like to go to wrestling shows. We went to a TNA show in Philadelphia. Everyone bought a cheesesteak. I bought two. On the drive home. Everyone's like, man, I wish I had a cheesesteak. You know what I was doing? Eating a cheesesteak in the back seat, baby. Now, Gomez, I'm going to pop your bubble you here. You were there? I was there. Oh, you were there for that one? <laughs> that was the one where they wouldn't serve me. Oh, because you were, you were the jerk wearing your fucking Pittsburgh shit. I had a Penguins jersey yes. on. They wouldn't. They, they took my order and then made me wait and wait. And wait, and finally, I just asked for my money back and left unsatisfied. And they didn't even question it. They're like, "Yeah, here you go." Yep, because they knew. I like, hey, I, because like you guys all got we like been I got our first. food. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you first. guys were basically done eating. <laughs> what a bunch! Of, it, that's why you the fucking worst town in the world. No one, no one go to Tony Luke's. Bunch of jerks. I will say, for anyone who needs context of the story. Our double main man, Joe, here, 
was wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins uh, sweater while there was a playoff series, I believe, going on between the Flyers and the Penguins. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> so, I but understand. I like was starting shit. I understand. You are allowed to wear your jersey and rep your team without being harassed and everything. But you're not in America at that point. You're in Philadelphia. There's no rules there, bro. Anything goes. It's it literally is the savage land. <laughs> okay, so I understand why you did it, but I understand why they did it because they're pieces of shit, bro. Come on, because they're <laughs> pieces of shit, exactly. <laughs> and from now on, no one should ever go there. Oh man, so I had a good time. I can't, I can't complain. I would go back. It was thirty dollars for the ticket to the convention, so. $30 to spend the day with some friends looking at some awesome art, some cool toys. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. <clears throat> so, next time there's a convention, I guess uh, I'm a convention guy now. It was fun. And it's it's fun just being allowed to go to conventions now. Yes, I just wanted to do, like, it's like I want to do things. My friends are there. When will I get the chance? It's nice to get out the house. It's nice. Yes. You you didn't buy a lot this week or at your convention, but Gomez... Uh-oh. Someone's been making some purchases. Oh. Uh, so, you know, we spoke last week about how I was kind of staying away from the new Masterverse line of, of Masters of the Universe figures, and I was just like, oh, you know, I, I don't really know if I need them. <laughs> and... I just kind of kept thinking about that. And I remember being at PowerCon and seeing the reveals and then seeing the little display that Mattel had set up there showing off some of the upcoming figures, some of which I thought were absurdly cool, like the King Grayskull, who's voiced by Pedro Serrano from Major League. Speaking of, uh, I watched Major League on Sunday morning, and it's just still as wonderful as we remember. So good. It is still very good. <laughs> it very much holds so up. So good. Continue, sir. Sorry. <laughs> but D- Dennis Haysbert, who was Pedro Serrano, he was President, President Palmer, Palmer on the first baby. season of 24. He's the All-State guy. Yes, he is. He, he's the voice of King Grayskull, and the figure they made for him is just so completely badass. And then there's a Triclops and a trap jaw coming out that are amazing. And I just kept thinking about these, and I was like, you know what? Like, just, just... Just do it. Just order the figures, whatever. So I so I pre-ordered literally everything I that they have that. up, which is like four. Love. Well, I the f- first wave of figures already out. I pre-ordered wave two, three, and four, and then a wave of just deluxe figures. Like, so, yeah, I, like, jumped in. I, I bought everything, spent all my, my massive of riches, and now, uh, so I followed up. I, I got all those. I fucking love it. And also, this is a great story. So we were talking about supply chain issues in the past yeah. and how certain, you know, a lot of things are being delayed and whatnot. Tell me what you think about this. So at PowerCon, they had exclusive figures for PowerCon attendees, and then whatever wasn't, uh, whatever was left over would go to non-attendees, and you can have it shipped. Yeah. These things sold out like instantly. Yeah. Now the problem was. For the people who were attending PowerCon, they, they weren't never got able them, right? to get the, yeah. the the product didn't arrive in yeah. time. So now we have to pay to pay for the shipping to yes. have them ship. I remember it. that. Yes. I thought that was bullshit, but whatever. 
It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, at PowerCon, it was announced that Mattel is going to do a limited uh, run of these figures mm. on their Mattel Creations website a couple days after PowerCon. Mm-hmm. So if you missed out on them, they're supposed to be convention exclusives. But if you missed mm-hmm. out, we're going to put them on the Mattel site and yeah. it will give you an, a second chance to order. Now, I'm not really happy with this, yeah, but it is what it is. fine. Like, I get it. It's, more people get it in hand. But at the same time, like, it's an exclusive for a reason. It's supposed to be exclusive. At least it's like a day or two. It's like, it's like right after the convention. So kind of, you know, I get it. But, yeah. So I went online to Mattel Creations that day. And I was able to get an additional two out of the three pieces. I was, there was one that I wasn't able to get another one of. Now, I still have not received anything. The other day, I get a box at my door. It's one of the one of the exclusives, Just but this one. is from Mattel Creations. Oh my god! So it's not even PowerCon. So I pre-order from PowerCon, thinking I'm going to be able to pick them up there. Now I got to pay shipping on top of it. Now Mattel says, "Hey, but wait, there's more." And now you're gonna get it first before the PowerCon ones, <laughs> and with way cheaper shipping because Mattel apparently has a way to ship things much cheaper that PowerCon hasn't figured out yet because <laughs> last time PowerCon had to ship stuff, they charged us like 70 bucks for shipping last year or the year before, whatever it was. Jesus. But still, like the fact that PowerCon people were supposed to get these and now we're getting the ones from Mattel first just boggles my mind. It's pretty crazy. I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> I guess they're, wherever they they have their toys, their supply must be located closer or easier to access or something because this makes no sense who knows like who knows (laughs) it's so crazy now don't get me wrong i've only got it's a four pack of the horde it's a filmation style hordak two uh alternate color horde troopers and a black-faced grizzlor which was a variant in the original vintage line uh, and the packaging on it is absolutely insane. You go check out my Instagram at the Joe Shoes to see it. They killed it with the packaging. Like having it in hand, the thing is enormous. It's got this thing where you have the four figures shown through the window, but if you push it in, the piece spins around and forms like this big circle where it gives you this awesome artwork on the entire box that goes in a circle with. Uh, uh, images of the fright zone and a slime pit and it just it's like super cool so i love it i'm not mad at it (laughs) but i'm just like where the rest where are the rest of my fucking figures bro i was about to ask how it was that sounds awesome uh that's uh, it's very interesting i can't wait maybe you'll get one from the the convention next and then you'll go back and forth maybe you'll still alternate i wonder which ones will get their total before. Well, the convention has been sending updates, but oh. now they're saying they've only received two of the three oh my God. in so far. So there's one that still hasn't gotten there. So they're, I guess they're trying to send out the orders for just like the people who only ordered like, you know, what's in stock already. Yeah, I get it. Just so they can. So I get that. But it's like, yo, where are my toys? So you're going to be last then because. <laughs> Probably. That's crazy. Last in life. Uh, that's some shit. Like, how do you feel about just the the issue of Mattel just deciding to? No, I don't like make that. extras. I don't like that at all. Cause yes, when you buy an exclusive, it's especially you collecting, it's it's nice and it's supposed to be hard to get. Like, it's not supposed to be this easy thing that everyone has. I get it, 
Trust yeah. me, I don't I don't want that. I don't want I got I wore my my Freddy Krueger sneakers to the convention. I I didn't see anyone else with them sneakers. I don't want to see 400 other people with them sneakers. They they're supposed to be hard to get. You get it, you get it. I understand that. And then the fact that you got it first is just really just it just really iced it on. It's like that, oh, that's the so thing. that means some jabroni like, who was never going to the convention at all, boom, he got his shit one two three. <laughs> Yo, and there was a an amount of these figures that was put up on like Big Bad Toy Store and on um, that was available for like leftovers to non attendees. You know, so people did have a chance to get them. If you didn't get them. You didn't get them, you know? It's yes, not like there was happens. an unlimited amount. So, but but there were people who were able to not go to the convention and still order the figures. And now it's almost like you got rewarded for bitching online for all this time about, oh, well, Mattel, I guess, hates money because they don't want to make these figures. We would buy them. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know you can't satisfy anyone, Joe. Everyone's going to have a problem. No. Like, and who gives a fuck? Well, what about me? <laughs> like, you want them that bad? There's going to be somebody on eBay, you know, charging you whatever they're charging, whatever the market rate is. If you want them that bad, feel free to buy them. There, There's nothing that says you need to be uh, allowed to get them at retail pricing. Yes, that's the way the world works. You want something, you sometimes you got to pay for it. That's just how it works. It's not. I, do I wish it was better? Sure, but it's not. It is what it is. Deal with it. Yo, the Toys R Us don't exist anymore. Walmart and Target don't give a shit about your fucking toys. Like, at this point, it's just like, eat your fucking cake or get the fuck out of the kitchen. So Toys R Us does exist, Joe. It's like, uh, I think it's an Am- Amazon thing or something. Yeah, well, they, they just bought it or they, something. They're like using the thing. We got a, a thing in the mail, like a little pamphlet like fucking it was one page and then we got another one that was like three pages so it's not a lot but i guess they're just using the branding of yeah. of the toys r us so that, toys r us doesn't exist no it that's doesn't fucking exist. spirit hollow <laughs> when when i was up in town for a super secret project a couple weeks ago uh my buddy sean the mick picked me up from the airport we're driving by we drive by my my childhood toys r us that was in uh valley stream oh yeah and as we're driving by, like, you know, I'm, I, I got like, the big smile on my face. Like, I'm getting excited. Like, as if I was going to be able to go to Toys R Us. <laughs> and I just see the Spirit Halloween sign. And I'm yes. like, God damn that it. That is the Spirit Halloween now. I got to say, this year, I feel there's not as many Spirit Halloweens by me. I went to one the other day because I had to pick up a gift for the baby shower. And right next door... To the, there was a spirit Halloween. I was like, "Oh, finally!" I, I, holy shit! For a second, I thought you went shopping for a gift for the baby shower at the spirit Halloween. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are you bringing?" First to of this all, baby shower? it was a bye bye baby. I shopped at. but second of all, the baby shower was Halloween themed. Well, most definitely. So it had like uh, the cupcakes and like the brownies. They put like little scary eyes and little mouths on it, like monster mouth and. My wife and uh, Shiloh, they they wore Halloween-centric outfits, and everyone loved it. Because they were like, hey, it's Halloween. Let me wear some Halloween leggings and shit, a Halloween dress. Yeah, congratulations on your little monster. (laughs) That's what it said. I I believe even the baby shower said, oh, 
Let's shower the monster. Blah blah blah. So yeah, they even uh, hired Howie Mandel <laughs> to get under the bed. <laughs> so I could have probably bought something from Spirit, but I feel the Toys R Us by me that closed is usually a Spirit Halloween. Not this year. It's empty, and so there's one that's about what ten miles away. Another one that's about twenty miles. Away. Like so, it's not that close this year to me. I feel like I would always see these things everywhere. I feel like they didn't and do I've, it this year. I agree with that. I also feel like we're not getting the um, barrage of Spirit Halloween memes that we have in years past, which I'm very thankful for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're very thankful for I love it. <laughs> I, hate, I hate these fucking things. It's like oh, a team, lo- like a baseball team loses, like the Dodgers yeah. just lost. And you just see, like, uh, a picture of Dodger Stadium with a spirit Halloween yes. sign on it. It's like, oh, God, we really? We every we fucking year, guys? Like, every, you know, like, it, uh, why are we still doing it's going to be May? Is, like, isn't it crazy how the baseball season just ended without, like, announcing a winner or anything? That's so weird how it just. I Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, as far as I know, baseball just said, you know what? We're done. Wow, that's so weird. I, I can't believe they don't crown a champion this year. I guess what they just shame. decide not to. I mean, I I wouldn't know. I'm so, I'm certainly not watching anything that would possibly be showing a World Series game if it happened to be still being played. I, w- I just wouldn't know. Not at all. It sounds like baseball's over. It's so crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. at least hockey and uh, basketball's back. We got something to watch. My goodness. Yeah, I, you know what? Um that ESPN Plus subscription is coming in real nice for the hockey season right now. All of a sudden, ESPN remembers hockey yeah, exists, baby. which is nuts. And TNT also. Charles Barkley going to tell you about. <laughs> Charles Barkley going to yell at Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Have you watched? How, how's Wayne Gretzky? I, I mean, you know, he's the best, but he's not very but charismatic. He's, not, the he's, not, he's got no charisma no. there. Wayne Gretzky is about as personable as, I don't know, drying paint. Um, But he's always been like that. He's always been kind of goofy and awkward, and he never seemed overly comfortable in crowded situations or in talking to reporters. But he's Wayne Gretzky. But you still want to have a compelling television show, and I don't know if this is the guy to do it. But the one thing it does do is that athletes from other sports – do respect him because he was a pro star. And at the end of the day, <laughs> you're a fucking pro star. You could do whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> Does he say, is he like interesting with analysis? Like, is he giving anything? You like how people love Tony Romo because he's like telling you the plays and shit. Is is he good at breaking something down and explaining something? Like, does he, does he do Not anything quite. good? Honest, no. so honestly, <laughs> the star of that broadcast is Rick Tockett. And I think as they go on, they're going to have to make more of an effort to get Rick Tockett more time and probably uh, move Gretzky to the background a little bit more. But we did get that opening uh, salvo of Gretzky and Charles Barkley where they showed uh, Gretzky in like a fight from like some game in the 80s or whatever. And the the guy Gretzky's fighting has an, a era appropriate hairstyle and Charles Barkley goes wait a minute did you just lose to a guy with a perm <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so you get stuff like that and that that's really what Gretzky brings is the star power and the credibility with people celebrities uh 
outside of hockey to come on and talk to Wayne Gretzky. Hockey's uh, it's real early. Is there anything surprising happen in the early uh, parts of the season? Yeah, it's it's too early. Too early I mean, right? the Penguins are playing well Good. despite like not having but everyone's like, hurt. Anybody? Right? Yeah, everyone's hurt. I like I said before the season, I thought I I wouldn't have been shocked if they missed the playoffs altogether. Um, honestly, hockey's been pretty fun so far. There's a lot of a lot of cool stories going on. I don't know about surprise teams or anything like that. But, you know, it's still early. But either way, I'm just happy to have it back. I love my hockey. I love my hockey. Yeah, I, I love basketball. Like, I'm trying not to pay attention because it's so early. But there's just so much drama and nonsense going on. That's just like I have to pay attention to it. So it's uh, it's fun. So, Gomez, let's, let's go from talking about little monsters to another little monster. And that brings us to Spooky Snake Season. It's the last week of Six Weeks of Horror, Spooky Snake Season. I'm sad, Joe. You going to miss it? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I think we had a a fun season. We watched a lot of fun stuff, interesting stuff. I was going to say, I think this was... The most pain-free, yeah. spooky snake season I have ever had to experience until this week. <laughs> so, we did a lot of newer stuff this year. Malignant, uh, Midnight Mass, Venom, shit like that. So, I wanted to make Joe watch something a little older. So, I picked a movie from the 80s. That I think was a very poetic ending to Six Weeks of Horror since we did start with Malignant. I made my double main man Joe watch Basket Case. <laughs> yes, Basket Case, which I just assumed was a movie about the Green Day song. Maybe the Green and Day song is about the movie. I doubt it. Um. <laughs> I also know I also know now that th- this movie is definitely not about that song. <laughs> there is a basket in the in the movie. Mm, boy. And which 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 also works as a case. <laughs> oh man. So this so this is a popular movie. Joe asked me, is this a famous movie? <laughs> Which I just loved. (laughs) Now, I want you to know, when I texted you that, now, I'm I'm going into this movie knowing absolutely nothing. Of course. Never heard of it. Sure. You know, whatever. Now, you tell me where I can watch it. For those of you who want to know, go right right on Tubi. It's on Tubi. You can stream it for free Free right now. Free on Tubi. Yes. It's from 1982. I know nothing about this movie. I get about eight minutes into this movie. And I text Gomez, is this a famous movie? (laughs) Because Gomez told me we were going to do a classic this week. (laughs) And all it took was eight minutes for me to say, I think Gomez and I have very different opinions on the meaning of the word classic. Oh, I love it. The premise of this movie, real quick. Yeah, tell us. A, a young man carries his deformed and formerly conjoined twin brother 
in a basket <laughs> as they go out into the world to seek vengeance on the doctors that have separated them against their will. <laughs> so now, <laughs> having said that, who the fuck would want to watch this movie? <laughs> Do you understand why I chose this movie? Oh, I certainly do. <laughs> so, this is a movie that young Gomez would watch on Joe Bob. Joe Bob would be like, hey, I got this really weird-ass movie I want everyone to watch. Come check it out. So, this is a movie. <laughs> it's very low budget, as you can see. Um, the movie is 40 years old, and it's still something. It just got a Blu-ray release. It's like a, it's a big deal in the horror world because it's such a weird. Uh, you, it's definitely weird, and no one could ever say this movie is not weird. And the fact that this movie exists is just this is why we love movies. This is why I love movies. That there's a man walking around New York City with his deformed brother in a fucking wicker basket. It's amazing. They made two sequels, Joe. You interested in? How the story continues. No. Uh, now, just to give some context, the deformed mutant brother is kind of shaped like what's that Pokemon that's like a giant rock with the arms sticking out, like a circular rock? Geodude? Geodude. <laughs> it looks like a, a, a gelatinous Geodude. Like if Geodude was made of melted butter. He would be the this monster in this movie just being carried around in a basket. Uh, would you say he looks similar to our double main man Gabriel from Malignant? No. When he's hanging off of, when he's still attached to this the this Oh, okay. <laughs> so Now now hold on. Now you say this is a very popular movie. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I have so many thoughts on this movie. I can't wait for them. I, I'm the talisman of thoughts today. <laughs> and this is a famous movie. Apparently, like, I just. So let me just read some some stats and some quotes. Ooh, I love when you have stats and quotes. Rotten Tomatoes rating on this 76%. I love it. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay, review from Bloody Disgusting. Yeah. It is exactly the kind of movie that it sets out to be. Yep. Okay, Dread Central. An insane masterpiece that lovingly celebrates the sometimes schlocky and sleazy side of cinema. Yes. DVD Talk <laughs> rated this five out of five stars. And called it an undeniable, unavoidable, and unforgettable classic. I see. I'm not alone, baby. Gomez, this was probably the worst movie I have ever watched in my life. I understand. I, <laughs> I hated every minute, every second of this movie. It is exactly everything I despise about this genre. It is why I do not like horror movies. It is just stupid. It's cheap. 
it's trying to be shocky just for the sake of it and have nothing real or like poignant or just like anything even remotely coming close to something watchable. It's just like, look at us. We decided to have a fucking puppet that sometimes is not going to be a puppet and just do cheap ass, horrible ass stop motion fucking uh, animation just because it's going to be, oh, but look at this monster. Just do stop motion around the floor of this fucking hotel room. This is the worst. Oh, I'm so happy I picked this movie. I was t- I was torn between so many movies. But you see, it's very famous, very popular. You see? Somebody put pen to paper. Yes. Attached their name to a review that said five out of five stars. An unforgettable classic. I won't forget it because I'll never forget just how fucking terrible this is. <laughs> a man checks in to a Times Square cheap, sleazy-ass hotel oh, yeah. carrying this wicker basket yes. that he just says is filled with clothes. Yeah. And the and in that basket is this fucking gelatinous geo dude, and they go to kill doctors for having separated them. These conjoined fucking twins. Yeah. This and the thing is, it's not like in Malignant where the the tumor, the twin was just like in the recesses of her brain and was awakened when she was slammed into the wall. And this thing is literally coming out of his right side. The man can't even put on a fucking goddamn t-shirt. I love. That. We have so many good t-shirts <laughs> that can be worn, and if this man wants to wear anything. Dwayne is his name, by the way. Dwayne is our normal guy. And the the twin has an evil devil name that is, like, not even really mentioned in the fucking movie. Because in the movie, when when our, our pal Dwayne is telling the hooker who lives across the hall from him in the hotel, when he's telling her about this fucking evil twin, he says, Oh, it's my brother Dwayne, because God forbid this movie get anything fucking right. <laughs> You finding flubs. I love it. <laughs> oh, and how and, and and there's a scene where there's a bunch of money just strewn about the floor, and yet later in the thing when they go to pick it up, somehow it's somehow neatly rolled and rubber banded. <laughs> they did that off screen real fast, bro. Oh yeah, real real fast, real fast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Production values that you could have for $35,000, which is what the budget of this movie is, was wildly different than what you have available to you today. But you would think intelligence would still have to have had existed in 1982. Someone should have been able to say, hey, Dwayne, maybe don't say your brother's name is Dwayne because maybe you're the guy named Dwayne, you fucking loser. I love it. What is it? That you love about this movie, Gomez. I'm a fan of this movie. Uh, many people love, love this, but I don't love, love this movie. I do like it, though. I do find it very enjoyable. Uh, basically, the things that you don't like, I enjoy. I love that stop motion stuff. I love this weird looking puppet strangling people to death. That's entertaining. It's silly. It's a silly movie. I love that it costs. $35,000 and they made this movie that lives on 40 years later. That's crazy. It's great. 
like you say, someone thought this idea and wrote it down. I love that. I love that someone had this idea. Man, this Siamese twin is going to be deformed and an evil killer thing. And he's going to walk around with a wicker, a giant wicker basket. It's not a small basket. It's fucking like, huge. And we're not talking about, like, <laughs> he's in some podunk town in Indiana. He's literally walking through Times Square. I love it. That's what I love. I Like I said, I went to see a movie where there's a lamb who uh, who's half lamb, half human. I love that shit. Give it to me. Hook it to my veins, baby. Give me that weird shit. Uh, you don't like the weird stuff. I get it. No, that's not wrong with that. This is not everyone's cup of tea, of course. Especially someone who is not a horror fan. I, but I figured either way, you'd have a lot to say about this movie. Even 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Like, what? <laughs> Shit. Ah. <laughs> But don't you think when a movie sets out to do what it's supposed to do, you, you judge it on that? Did the movie work? Just because you accomplished the task doesn't mean you did it good. <laughs> you know, there are people that run marathons in 14 hours. That doesn't mean they're doing a hell of a job. Now I really wish you would watch the sequels because... These movies go, woo, they be taking turns. <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not going to give away the, the big dramatic ending here. The act, I mean, there's nothing about this movie that's good. The acting is terrible. The script is terrible. Like, everything is terrible. Um, a, a lot of that, admittedly, product of its time, 1982 production can only be what production can be at that time, especially for that, for that dollar amount. But, I mean, holy shit, what a fucking waste of my life. A life that we know is already more than half over. <laughs> it's a quick movie at least, right? It's like 80-something minutes, 90 minutes. It's not bad. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm going to hit some music, Joe. <laughs> Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Alright, Joe, everyone's waiting with bated breath. Where does basket case fall on your main man standards? Well, they're going to keep waiting because, Gomez, you're going to go first. <laughs> I give this a three. It's three. Like I said, I like it. I don't love it. I, lo- I-, I love uh, parts of it. I love the idea of it. But, yeah, trust me, this is a low-budget, sleazy, trashy movie. Definitely not for everyone. Clearly, by by what you just heard, clearly not for our double main man, Joe. <laughs> well, Gomez, you and I actually have a lot more in common than we thought. Because I'm also going to give it a three. A negative three. Oh, negative three main man. Goodness. God fucking damn it. Like, I, this <laughs> might have been the worst movie I've... 
I, it's like definitely worse than even Sausage Party. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> now we gotta rewatch Sausage Party. Sausage Party. We gotta rewatch it now. <laughs> Holy shit! What a fucking terrible movie. Negative triple main man. Oh my god. Let me ask. Um, you've been watching horror movies with your lady friend here. What um? Did you tell her that you were watching this movie? What did she say when you said you were going to watch No, I, I didn't tell her because I kind of had to fit this in kind of last minute. Okay. I, I, was, I, was on a, uh, I was on a stopwatch with making sure I was able to get this in. Oh, okay. Because I'm interested to hear her thoughts on this movie. I'm very interested. <laughs> you know what? I would say, in normal circumstances, I would say, hey, I... I really want... I had to watch this movie. Gomez made me watch this movie. I want to preface that. Gomez made me watch this movie. (laughs) But I really want you to watch it and see what you thought. And see if you thought the same as I did. I would do that in a perfect world. Gomez, as you know, we do not live in a perfect world. And honestly, at no point will I ever put myself through the pain and sacrifice of having to sit through that fucking movie ever again in my life. I hope it's like, oh, I have a basket case shirt. Yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Could you imagine if she already loves this movie? It's, oh, my God. It's possible. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go, folks. Six weeks of horror in the books. Thanks, Cena. Oh, my In goodness. the books. And never again. I'm canceling it. Oh. Next. Not only am I canceling Spooky Season, not only am I canceling Six Weeks of Horror, I'm canceling the entire Halloween season. <laughs> no oh. costumes, no candy, no nothing. Now you've gone too far. Hey, to- you cut that out now. Now you've gone too far. What- I'm coming to candy. What are we doing? of your houses. Hey. I'm going to burn your decorations. I'm going to burn your angels of death. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm angels I'm gonna take death. all, yeah, all the angels of death that hang out in the crock pot, and I'm taking them all away. I'm taking away your paint thinner and your and your uh, conjoined twins that look like fucking Pokemon. I'm taking them all away and I'm burning each and everything, and we will never celebrate this season again. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna make it extra nasty next season now. <clears throat> Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so, Six Weeks of Horror is done for Joe. It's not done for me, obviously. I'll be continuing to watch throughout the weekend. I usually end by doing a 24-hour marathon where I watch continuous movies. Obviously, I'm not always in the room. Sometimes I have to do things. But I have a playlist where things will play continuously for 24 hours. Last year, I actually did this on Twitch. And it worked out very well. But then I tried to do my WrestleMania stream, and that was a disaster. just was not working. So I'm hesitant to do it on Twitch, but I might. So I'm going to throw this out there on Halloween day, throughout the day, 24 hours of the day. If you go to Twitch, Movie is my name. Twitch.tv slash Movie. M-E-Z. M O V I E. Yes, thank you, Joseph. M O U S E. So, 
if you pop on there, there might be something streaming. If it's not working, I'm not going to go crazy for it. But if it works out, hey, it works out. So pop it on, see if it's there. We'll give it a shot. And the one thing I don't think Gomez has even ever put over on this podcast, despite the fact that he's been doing it, is if you go to his Twitter at the Gomez 154, he has been he has a thread going with all the horror movies that he's been watching this season. I do. I I update it every day, pretty much when I'm watching it. I believe I'm up to 33 movies I've seen in the six weeks, and uh, it's a good year. I've been able to fit some extra movies in. And I'm um, having a good time. You're watching stuff, watching new stuff. It's good stuff. So, yeah, make sure you follow him there. That way you can you can see everything Gomez has been up to. And if you want to follow along or make some notes for next year, that stuff is right there for you. Yes, please, if you have a suggestion. I, I love it. Please tell me. Uh, the only other thing I watched, Joe, that I just want to bring up real fast is uh, I watched Squid Game. I... Uh, Oh, did you? Yes, I've been, I started it a couple weeks ago. We, we've been going through it slowly. And uh, the idea of Squid Game, when I heard what Squid Game was, for those who don't know, it's the Netflix series about a group of people who are, uh, they agree to be in the game. Obviously, they just don't realize how crazy the game is. They just have to play kid games. The, the main one on the first episode or whatever is... Red light, green light, one, two, three. So they're playing this game, except it has deadly consequences if you lose. Uh, the idea, I'm like, oh shit, this is my jam. It's a Korean show. Uh, I love this type of shit. I like the show. I didn't love it. I don't know what happened. I just, I didn't connect with it, which was upsetting for me because I thought this was going to be my jam because I love crazy Asian horror stuff. Like I, I love that shit. And I was like, "Oh, this is this sounds interesting. This is this is this is a Gomez show," and I still liked it, but I didn't love it. So I, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I haven't even started it. I've been a little hesitant because I don't know if it's gonna be up my alley. But more than anything, I recently discovered that one of my favorite shows of all time has been. Added to Hulu. Oh. And I have basically used every waking moment to just rewatch this show from episode one. And I do not even feel remotely bad about it. My show, everyone knows what I'm about to say. Uh, the greatest te- television character of all time, Castle. <laughs> awesome. That's great news to hear. What a great show. I, it really, I have been in this, for the past couple of years since Castle went off the air and it came off Hulu basically since the show uh, ended, I've been in this weird spot where I'm like, do I need to buy DVDs of this? Like, will I you probably ever be do, able though. to watch this show again? You should. I, I don't know, like, if I should. Because those things, now, the rights, they come and go, though. Like, it could be there for a month. You know that stuff sometimes. Yeah. And what if you're halfway through the show and they take it off? You're going to go crazy. Yes, I would. So, like, um, sometimes and, you got to buy and shit. honestly, uh, the show is not that old. I want to I say it started in, like, 2008, 2009. I didn't really come across it until it was already well into probably, like, season four or five. Yes. Um. But it's like, man, this show still is fucking great. It holds up. Castle is 
the my hero. If I could be anyone in the world, I would want to be Richard Castle. It's not it's not a bad gig, bro. A famous no, writer. No, it's not. Turned cop man. Like it's it's pretty good. You know, at one point, I I don't know if I ever told the story on here. At one point, I was using Castle as um, inspiration to start a new wrestling character where I was going to call myself Robert Citadel and I was going to be a murder mystery novelist and I would get, I would be friends with whatever town's mayor that I would be wrestling in that night. So I would say, Hey, I'm uh, I'm here because the mayor invited me. I'm going to be doing book signings over in the corner and there would be a murder. There would have to be a murder at every wrestling show I would be at because I wouldn't really want to wrestle. I would just want to do book signings because I would, I would actually go and write uh, murder mystery books that would all tie into wrestling somehow. So I would do something called like wrestling with murder or on the ropes, you know, <laughs> made the grappling. Love it. You know, so I'd write books about wrestling murders. But when there's a murder at my wrestling show, I'd have to spend the whole show trying to track down the killer, at which point I would wrestle him in that night's main event because we only do main events here. It's a main event gimmick. Like, hello. Like, so, yeah. So that was going to be my character for a while. And then whenever I would explain it to anyone, I just get like blank stares with dead eyes. It was like having a conversation with CPA only with everyone. But Castle is on Hulu. If you ever want to check it out, it's literally one of my favorite shows of all time. I love it. But Gomez, you spoke about Squid Game and saying kids games and all this stuff. Did you know that a show we spoke about a couple weeks ago over on Peacock? Oh. The game show action. Uh, what are you talking about? Frogger? Frogger. Oh, did you watch some? I haven't watched it yet because I don't have Peacock, yeah. but I will because our sweet boy, Bobby Orlando, was on Frogger. Was he? <laughs> he had to kayfabe it oh, very wow. hard. <laughs> he had he had to go to Australia for like a couple of weeks during COVID. Wow. He, he was explaining the whole thing to me while we were at Creator Pro uh, – two weeks ago and how he couldn't tell anyone he had to sign a, a an nda and so he what he would do was he would plan out like once he figured out how time works in australia he would have to plan out social media posts as if he was oh like still God. normal and just wasn't like no one was just seeing him around that's wild <laughs> But Bobby Orlando was on Frogger, so if you've uh, if you're a fan of the Shook Crew, Creative Pro Wrestling, or Bobby Orlando, he is wonderful. He's a guy everyone would love. Gomez just saw him wrestle a couple weeks ago. Good times. That's, and that's he's he came to the Sizzler with me and and didn't embarrass me like our other buddy CPA. Fucking broccoli, bro. What are we doing? Oh my god, Gomez. This is now you want to talk spooky. What just happened? <laughs> Yeah, what just happened? CPA literally just texted me. (laughs) And he texted me a photo of me, him, and Bobby Orlando in front of the Sizzler. But he photoshopped himself eating broccoli. That's fucking hysterical, bro. That's crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> this literally just happened. Wow. His ears were ringing. <laughs> his, his, his spidey senses were up. Unbelievable. Peter tingles. Gomez, do we have a big finish? We do. Let me hit some music. It is now time for the big finish. All right, buddy. We're going to wrap it up here. Today's big finish. Top three Jim Carrey movies. Mmm. Mm-mm. Here this is a good one. We go. Mm, all right, here we go. I love Cable Guy, so right away that's on the list. Might be number one. I gotta go through it here. Oh man, I do love it. I mean, this is a big thing because Jim Carrey felt like my actor when I was like 12 and 13 love years him. old. Love Jim Carrey. He was like, he was our guy. Yep. You know what I mean? 100%. So because of that, Ace Ventura best, is bro. always going to be my number one. It's so the good. first Ace Ventura, Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is a man. Uh, Einhorn is a man. Like that's always going to be my number one. Dumb and number dumber. Number two for me. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, I, I was going to say Dumb and Dumber. It's gotta be. Dumb and Dumber is still hilarious. It's, it holds up. Comedy doesn't hold up. Dumb and Dumber holds up. It's still hilarious. Oh, and it's the truth. Like, comedy does not hold up. Like, it's it's always hard unless you grew up with that movie. Like, I do not find Caddyshack funny, you know? Meanwhile, people will say it's an all-time classic, and I watch it, and I'm like, I guess. It's funny. It's sure. not great. It's not, I haven't watched it in years, though, so it might even be worse now, you know? You know, but like to me, Dumb and Dumber, I think is still a phenomenal movie. So that last spot, baby, you're running out of spots here, and there's a lot. We got the mask. The mask is great. I love the mask. I don't know. Oh, man. I mean, I'm. I, I have a couple that. Like, I want to like Man on the Moon. It's a movie I like, but I don't really love. It's okay. Um, Batman Forever was a big one for me because, like, that was, like, just a big movie in general. It had merch. It had McDonald's tie-in. You know, the soundtrack was a banger. Um, but honestly, I think that I'm really going to go... With Liar Liar. I was thinking Liar Liar. Liar Liar is great. You can't go wrong with that. You know, Truman Show is is good. Um, Bruce Almighty. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a is a good real movie. Yes. But I don't want to see no. Jim Carrey do real movies. No, yes. I wouldn't. I love Eternal, but I wouldn't do it. I, I, when I think Jim Carrey, I'm thinking his funny movies. We're not ranking. We could do a serious one. I'll put that down one day. Maybe serious Jim Carrey movies. But I, I also, I agree with you with Cable Guy. Cable Guy was something I never appreciated in the time, but I think is very good now. But I do, I do enjoy Liar Liar a lot. You know, the, I was supposed to be Jose Canseco. I'm kicking my own ass. I love it. It's great. It's a great movie. So those will be my three. Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and Liar Liar. It's great. Great, great, great. Joe, 
We're out of time for this week's episode of the Carl Jones Podcast. Thank you, each and every one of you, for listening. Thank you for subscribing and leaving all those sterling five-star reviews wherever you download this. We had another very, very good week of downloads, and we appreciate all the feedback. Gomez, the people love that story of me nearly killing myself in the bathroom last week. Yeah. And... It's great. I'd like I'd like to give a little update. Oh, what happened? What he do to you now, bro? I got that motherfucker. Oh yeah. He he tried to spook me again, <laughs> and I threw a packet of wet wipes at him and squished him, <laughs> and then he got flushed down the toilet. A whole pack, huh? <laughs> I just grabbed it off the counter and just chucked it at him. I saw him coming. He was coming to get me. Well, I'm glad your nightmare is now over, baby. The, our long national nightmare of wondering if this bug was ever going to harass me for the rest of time. We, we've, we've finally got a thrilling conclusion, and the good guys won. As George W. Bush would say, mission accomplished. So remember, tell all your friends about this podcast. Subscribe everywhere you get it. Follow us on all the social medias at the card Jomez. Follow me on social media at the Joe Shoes. I'm the Gomez154 on Instagram and Twitter. And come back next week where we will have another exciting edition of the Car Jomez podcast, the world's large, longest running and most influential podcast in all the land where we are finally through the six weeks of horror and we could go back to reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find something to talk about. <sighs> Damn it. Until next week, Joe. Until next time, friends. Hail Ratma. Peace! One, two!